where essentially we're talking to different successful financial people just like yourself, Stephen. Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financial Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers, and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. Hello, and welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs across the nation come in all shapes and sizes, uh, different missions, different values, different uh, areas of opportunity to help their communities. And today's guest is Donovan Dooley. He is founder, CEO, and board president of the Dooley Foundation. Donovan is a media professional who has spent years producing content for entities such as ESPN, CBS News, GO Media, and Urban One. In 2017, he started his own publication, TrueBull.com, where he allowed student journalists to gain experience producing work for a national platform. Dooley, a graduate of North Carolina A&T State University, founded the Dooley Foundation in 2021 as an avenue to help provide opportunities to young professionals of marginalized communities who are seeking the chance to accomplish something spectacular. Great to have you on the show, Donovan. Thanks so much, Stephen, for having me. It's been great. I appreciate it, man. Well, I, I've uh, met quite a few entrepreneurs, quite a few nonprofit board executives. And I have to say your particular organization stuck out to me as something unique, stuck out as something to me that was important. And also, I like the mission and value behind what you guys are trying to accomplish. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and your background before you get into the Dooley Foundation? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Stephen, for this opportunity once again. Um, just a little bit about me, about Donovan Dooley. Um, obviously, CEO and founder of the Dooley Foundation now, but my background has really been in um, media specifically, really been able to work with actually reaching the public, especially in, in, in a lot of ways, reaching a lot of underserved audiences, whether that be through my journalistic background, um, through a little bit more of my PR, public relations communications background. I've done a lot of different work, as my bio has mentioned, with ESPN, CBS News, Geo Media, um, even started some of my own um, publications, things of that nature. And really the main crux and emphasis of that was really being able to highlight and really bring awareness to where society can really, really grow um, in terms in terms of the aspects of really being able to uplift underserved and marginalized communities to be able to make sure everybody's on the equal playing field and on equal ground to be able to make sure that they can do something successful in their lives. And so that's really been my background. I've been a graduate of North Carolina A&T State University. I'm a proud Aggie, the best HBCU in the land. So got a <laughs> lot of pride around that as well, too. So that's a little bit about me, a little bit, my, a little bit about my background. Um, so for the Dooley Foundation specifically, our main goal, main mission is, is to create opportunities for underserved communities. And so one of the things that we really strive um, to do is to be a catalyst to somebody else's success. And so we try to do that in various ways, where that be through scholarship funding, um, creating externship and work opportunities for, for certain HBCU students and things of that nature, and also coming up with very innovative programs um, to really be able to bring resources to back to underserved communities to be able to help uplift them and allow them to just take off and run and be able to be the best of who they can be as well, too. So that's a little about me. So I <laughs> don't want to go you got a very altruistic uh, viewpoint of the world and trying to help others and 
we we need more people like you in the world. So appreciate everything you're doing but through your foundation and through what you're doing personally. So in terms of the Dooley Foundation as an organization, you know, what is it that you guys are doing specifically to create benefit for those that you're you know, externally trying to help in terms of your community in the, in the marginalized field? And then also, how are you providing that support? Yeah, absolutely. So Stephen, we're actually doing that in a plethora of different ways. Most specifically, what we're doing is obviously we're providing scholarship funding to a lot of different students where then some of those students are graduating high school seniors that are looking to attend four-year universities. We actually have provided a plethora of scholarships to be able to give those students just a little bit of funding to be able to help kickstart their journey. Um, we've given out, I would say, around seven to eight scholarships so far um, through our few years at the Dewey Foundation. Like I mentioned, we started in 2021, so we've already been able to do that in various ways. And then also, too, we're actually working on an externship process. So basically what we've been able to do is work with HBCU students on being able to connect them with some of our different sponsor organizations and sponsor companies and allow them to be able to work with that specific entity while they're actually attending school um, on campus at their, at their respective HBCU. And one of the things that we've seen this do is really provide them an opportunity to really be able to get connected into the workforce that they really want to go into, be able to build connections, um, build strategic connections with hiring managers, get build those relationships up, and really allow them to be able to gain experience so they can be more marketable when they come out into the job force. One of the things that we've seen specifically with HBCU is in a lot of these categories, there aren't necessarily the resources or the relationships available to give these students the same amount of opportunities as some of the other universities. And so we want to be able to make sure that we're providing a platform for that. And then lastly as well, too, we also come up with different innovative programs, innovative opportunities to really be able to help bridge the knowledge and opportunity gap um, between some of the people who have really, really been successful in society and then other people who are looking to strive to become that level of successful as well, too. And one through one of those ways is our intellectual property program that we're actually looking to benefit that we're looking to build with the Dooley Foundation where essentially we're talking to different successful financial people just like yourself Stephen who are really really who have really been able to build a niche for themselves really been able to become successful in a specific industry that they're in and really be able to gain any knowledge any tools any expertise that they have be able to pass that down through the Dooley Foundation and really be able to help us disperse that information to an up-and-coming class of people who are also looking to do the same thing and so that's one of the things that we're really looking to do the things that are really passionate about and has benefits for everyone, the donor, um, obviously the people that we're, that we're working with on a daily basis, and also the students that work with as well, too. So it all just kind of runs the gamut, man. We're looking to do something that's very beneficial for everyone. And I think this is a this is a way that we're able to do in these numerous ways. Congratulations on all the scholarships you've given out so far. That's pretty amazing. And you're giving right. people a for chance sure. to get out there and succeed. So I really appreciate that. Um, I, I really want to go into the students that you're working with. Are they... Are you connecting them with people who are in the field in which they're studying at college? Yes, sir. So that's one of the things that are, is our, really our main mission, our main pinpoint, is to be able to say, hey, 
just say, for example, the student that we've worked with so far, um, the one that we're currently working with, I should say, she is actually a public relations student. And what she does at her university is she basically helps to write press releases, do research, really wants to get into that type of field, right? And so one of the things that we've been able to do is we've been able to actually match her with one of like the leading public relations firms in the country. And we, one of the things that we've been able to do is say, hey, we have this student that's at this HBCU, very interested, very passionate, very talented, and we're able to basically just match them up. We play matchmaker basically in a lot of ways yeah. um, and allow them to just build that relationship together. So now that student has the connection to this leading firm, this leading public relations firm in the country. And they're allowing her to, to take off and run and do some really, really great work throughout this calendar year, this kind of school year. So we're looking to continue to build upon that and continue to um, cr create more opportunities for other students as well, too. That's invaluable because it's hard for people when they get out of school to go find a job in the field in which they would like to work because they do not have an experience. So being able to apply what they've learned in those four years of school and again, go use it in a real life example, a real life job, and then have that experience to go elsewhere or stay within the company that they're currently at if they've done a great job, I think that gives them a leg up on the competition. So that's great. Right. Thank you. Thank uh, your, your your intellectual property program, I think that's one thing I also found unique to what you're doing. Can you explain who benefits from the intellectual property on the donee side and then on the donor side, those that are actually giving the property up, how do they benefit as well? Yeah, absolutely. So Stephen, that's a great question there because from the donee side specifically, one of the things that, that really is impactful in this program is the fact that knowledge is invaluable. Like the, the expertise they be able to know what you're doing. The know-how um, is very, very invaluable to being able to create pathways for other people to survive and succeed. And so the, what, the people who are really benefiting from this, it actually runs the gamut of people because these are small business owners who are looking to start their company, other entrepreneurs who are looking to be able to become successful. They just need the game plan and the blueprint or just ideas about how to be able to really, you know, start off their business and really be able to spearhead that and be a catalyst to that success. And also, too, like I mentioned, the HBCU students that we work with as well, the, the knowledge that we're gaining from these successful entrepreneurs, successful financial planners, successful advisors, whoever it may be, CPAs even, like these people who are giving us that info, when they give us the blueprint into how they've been able to successfully um, conduct their business, what they don't necessarily know is when we take that back to a young and upcoming and hungry student, it just it, it, it sets off everything in their brain to be able to say, hey, oh, I can do this. This this makes sense to me. I can be able to thrive and grow through this plan as well, too. And I can also take some elements of this and making my own for me to be to me for me to be able to be successful moving forward as well too. And so that's those kind of ways that the donees benefit from it. It basically just becomes a pipeline of knowledge and basically a masterclass in a lot of ways through the Dooley Foundation. And so that's the way I'd like to best describe that from the donee aspect. And then from the donor aspect as well too. One of the things that people really don't realize through to charitable gifts of intellectual property is the many IRS tax advantages that it provides to these different donors. Because not only 
are you able to sometimes take deductions from the fair market value of the intellectual property that you're giving? But the IRS also allows you to take additional deductions off that off that property that you donate for not only the tax year that you donate that, but also years after that as well too, based on the based on the amount of revenue that the 501c3 organization, such as the Dooley Foundation, gets off of that IP donation that you made. So that's one of the things that we're really looking and trying to educate people on, where that be donors, donees as well too, of being able to say, hey, if you join us in this program, we can really be able to help you as the donor really be able to take advantage of some charitable tax strategies, but also be able to help uplift and be able to set up other communities on a pathway to success as well. Wow. That's pretty awesome. I did not know about the IP donation. Um, and I've learned all about charitable gifts and all kinds of different things in my studies, but did not know about IP. So that is, again, a unique offering, I think, that the Dooley Foundation can provide. Any business owners listening here who have maybe changed their tech stack or change their standard operating procedures and would like to share that with the world to help others gain knowledge and run a successful business, please reach out to Donovan and talk about how you can get a tax deduction as well as create benefits for the marginalized communities that he serves. So what is it that you'd like our listeners to know about you, any programs or um, specialties that you're working on and, and how can we help? Yeah, absolutely, Steven. Thank you so much for the question. And, you know, like I mentioned before, the Intellectual Property Program, our Intellectual Property Initiative, um, is really what we're kind of focusing in and tuning in on right now. So if there's any business owners out there or anybody, financial planners, even financial advisors who, who know of different people, even their clients even, who may be able to benefit from this program, what we like to say at the Dooley Foundation is everybody has IP. So <laughs> that's what we like to say. Everybody has that um, and they're able to take advantage of it through this program and through working with us. And we just think it's a very, very, um, very, very great way to be able to uplift and serve the communities um, that are really looking to be able to have a jump start to their careers and really be able to take off from there. So that number one, first and foremost, then also too, if there's any, if anybody has any unique interest and really being able to help serve underserved communities or underrepresented communities. Once again, feel free to reach out to us, reach out to us at the Dooley Foundation, and we would love to be able to talk through it as well, too. We are, are the beautiful thing about our organization is we're not strictly limited to just giving out scholarships or just setting up work employment programs or even just the intellectual property program. We are able to work in a lot of different areas and a lot of different facets, and we're open to new ideas and any way of being able to help these communities, we're open to it. So if you guys have have any thoughts or anything of that nature just feel free to reach out we're open to having a conversation and open and open to see where it goes from there so yeah so that's what i would say Stephen. um the intellectual property program first and foremost that initiative i feel like could really really benefit um and help out especially people in the financial field and entrepreneurs as well but if there's any other aspect they want to get involved in just feel free to reach out to us right great well organizations you know are really only as good as the uh the donees uh, excuse me, the donors of people who are going to give them um, intellectual property or help or money, but also your board has a big say in kind of the direction you guys are going to be moving forward in the next three years or five years or 10 years. So where do you see you, your team and your board and the outreach you guys are trying to accomplish in the next three to five years? 
Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I have to say about that, Stephen, is my board, man, they do such an amazing, amazing job of being able to really be able to help us in direction, help us guide us and put us in the right position to be successful. Um, Jaron has really been by my side, really since day one, of really been able to help put us together. And Morgan kind of helps give us the direction and steering us in the way that we need to go in order to be successful as a group. And so I think for us in the next three years, I think what we really want to be able to hone in on is increasing our impact. And what we mean by that is Let's, let's increase the resources that we're actually able to give off and pass it down to these to the underserved communities and to other organizations as well, too, because we know that we're not alone in this fight to really be able to create equality and create equity um, in these communities. And so we want to be able to be a resource not only for the people who we work with directly, but also for other organizations to be able to help them um, achieve their missions as well, too. So that's what we're really working on, being able to establish our fundraising campaigns, especially through like I mentioned before, the intellectual property initiative and things of that nature, and really just be able to become a force in the community and be able to provide avenues and pathways for people to be successful and in, in various different ways. And so the beautiful thing about our organization is we are very broad to be able to help serve a variety of different people. And so we want to be able to make sure that we're doing that more effectively later down the line into the future. Great. Thank you for your answer. That's that's very poignant. I appreciate it. So you know, I know it's not always very easy to start your own 501c3 organization. And so I'd like to hear more about your trials and tribulations and success that you saw along the way in creating this. How did you choose your board? How did you choose the mission and value of what you're trying to put out in the community? And what are some of the major things you learned? Yeah, absolutely, man. Stephen, it's not it's not easy at all, 100% um, <laughs> about that. Uh, one of the things I think for me, though, the main reason why I started the Dooley Foundation was because I am a direct beneficiary of somebody looking out for me and providing me an opportunity. And so I did not take that opportunity for granted. I wanted to be able to make sure that I capitalized on that. And I understand and I know there are many more individuals out here that were just like me in that situation that are just looking for an opportunity to be able to catapult themselves up, to be able to allow them to be able to grow, to be successful, and to do what it is that we feel like God has called them to do. And so that's one of the reasons why we started the 501c3 um, in the first place. And that's one of the reasons why the Dooley Foundation is now in existence now. And, you know, obviously, you know, with anything, whether that be an entrepreneur, LLC, whatever business or new entity that you're starting, there's going to be a bunch of challenges. Really, for us, our main one has really been making sure that people know who we are, making sure that people are comfortable with who we are, making sure that people, hey, hey, who are these people? We're new on the block. We're the new kids on the block, you know? So everybody is trying to um, see, like, hey, who's the Dooley Foundation? What do you guys do? Yeah, 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 things of that nature. And so that's really been the main, I would think, sticking point for us now. And so we're, as far as we can educate people, or as well as we can educate people on who we are, what we do, um, how we're going to be able to provide value, not only to the donees, but also to the donors, I think can be beneficial um, for us moving forward. And so we just want to be able to continue to do that and continue to push the envelope and continue to create equity in these communities moving forward. What unique characteristics did you see in the members that are part of your board that drew you to them and asked them to be part of that organization? 
Absolutely. So one of the things with Jaron specifically, I'll start with him. Um, I understood that Jaron has a unique, unique calling and a very unique um, kind of purpose for this type of work. You know, Jaron has been working with a lot of different um, individuals and even started his own board, excuse me, his own um, organization as well, too, centered around sickle cell. And so we understand in the black community, that's a very, very big um, cause in the in the black community to really be able to help benefit those people and raise awareness for that cause to be able to help those people get better and be able to help deal with that disease um, as, as well as they can and so using that that was one of the main things that i really wanted to be able to have him on our board because he had done this work before he had experience in it and he knows what it means to be able to serve a cause and serve it effectively and as for morgan specifically i just know there's a bunch of respect for Morgan specifically when it comes to her work in the prosthetics industry, what she's been able to build so far, her business acumen, being able to look at things organizationally and how we're supposed to structure different organizations and different entities. So she's been able to provide a lot of value for us in that regard of making sure that we're making sure that saying, hey, we're on task, we're on target, and we are able to really be able to serve people effectively because we have our internal structure together. And so that's one of the reasons why I would say, or those are those are the reasons why I would say um, I chose my board members because those individuals brought a lot of characteristics and qualities to the table that really help us thrive today. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. It sounds like you got a really passionate board, someone who can yeah. bring different perspectives to you and share some things that they've learned along the way in their own fields. Where are you guys located? Yes. So we're based out of the Charlotte, North Carolina area, even though our board works virtually from all different parts of the country. Jaron is actually in the Florida area, around Tallahassee area, and then Morgan is, is in Houston, Texas as well, too. So we work virtually, but the organization itself is based out of Charlotte. So because you guys are not necessarily regional in terms of your organization and where they reside, do you work nationally or do you just work in the Charlotte area? We do. We actually work nationally. So the, the amount of students that we've actually been able to serve, we've had people that have applied for our scholarships that have been the beneficiaries of our scholarships, even that were from Miami, New York, um, Chicago, the Midwest, you know, the West Coast. It just depends. It just runs the gamut of where of where they come from. And so the people that we've really been able to serve have been national. And so we've, we're a very small organization, but still have a very national reach. And so we're able to reach a whole lot of different people across the country and be able to provide value to them in a lot of different ways. And so that's one of the things that we're really proud of in the organization because we are a small team, but we have a whole lot of reach and a whole lot of power. So I like that. I like that too. That's great. You know, I, one of the questions I always ask 501c3 leaders when I talk to them is, you know, what is your experience in accessing grant money? Like those are one of the hardest things you can do. You have to have a good grant writer. You have to have someone who goes out there and finds the right pieces of information that they can use to then go out and ask for money. Uh, myself, I've been on a couple different boards. Most recently I'm on the going places board here in Charleston. We spread joy to children by, fundraising and being able to purchase custom bicycles, build them, and then present them to an entire, uh, not faculty, but the entire uh, student base at Title I schools. So one of the things we're really focusing on is getting more grants. What's your experience with getting grants? How do you guys do it? And what's your success rate with those? 
Yeah, that's that's one of the hardest parts about it, Stephen. Honestly, <laughs> trying to <laughs> get these grants up and things of that nature, man. We um we've actually had some experience with actually looking at some different grant writing professionals to be able to come in and actually help us in that regard. One of the things that we've really been able to do, um, specifically for the Dooley Foundation, is we've been able to really have success in our outreach of being able to say, "Hey, this is who we are. This is what we're doing." Um, is there any way that we can partner together to be able to create something that's beneficial? And that's actually one of the reasons why, or one of the ways, I should say, that we've been able to create that externship process and working with our different HBCU students is we were just basically going to companies basically saying, hey, we have a need here. We have students here that really need this opportunity. Is there any way that we can partner together in being able to do that in a way that's going to be beneficial to you all in creating these diversity pipelines and also beneficial to the student? So it's a little bit different than, than the traditional grant writing process. A whole lot of stuff that we do is basically connection-based. And I know we met through LinkedIn. So a lot of that is what we've been able to utilize and being able to create these avenues and pathways for ourselves. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Are you guys considering doing any much larger fundraising events like a gala or a you know golf tournament, things like that to gain interest in, in yeah, you as an organization? Yeah, yeah. In time, Stephen, in time, in time. We, we're definitely have that on the books. We were actually thinking about some different networking conferences as well, too. Um, so, but yeah, all that's going to be in time, though. I don't know if it's necessarily time to do that right now, but um, in time, we'll see. We'll see that come up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you're you're at the phase where you're just trying to get awareness out about what you're doing. And I hope this podcast helps with that because once more people know about you and you start putting these things out in the community, like events, you'll have a lot more turnout and you'll have much more in terms of donations and fundraising. So I wish you all the luck there. Um, we obviously know what your purpose is in the community, but for you as a leader in a 501c3 helping your community, what is your lasting legacy that you'd like to leave? Oh, wow. That's a question right there. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a question right there, Stephen. Um, I think for me, the lasting legacy that I would like to leave personally is I want to be an individual that when people look back on my legacy and what I've been able to do and my track record and the actions that I've put forth into the world, I want people to look back and say, he really blazed a pathway and provided opportunity and access to be able to impact people in ways that we haven't seen before. And that's what I want to be able to do. And I think that I'm on the way to doing that. There's still a whole bunch of work to do um, to be able to make sure that we can do that effectively. But my main goal, I feel like I'm supposed to be able to create pathways and create access for the dreamers and, uh, and the other visionaries to really be able to make a substantial impact in the world. You know what I mean? And everybody needs somebody that's going to be able to crack that door open for them. And I want to be able to bust it wide open. You know what I mean? I want to be able to open it and be able to just allow people to just flood in through and allow people to do the work that God created them to do. I I, I believe wholeheartedly in that. And um, I feel like that's that's one of the reasons for the Dooley Foundation. I feel like we're, we're, we've been able to do that so far. And I want to be able to continue to do that on a much, much larger scale. And so that, that's why I would say my legacy of what I want it to be. I've really been able to create impact by allowing people to come into who they truly want to be and who God has truly called them to be by just giving them the access and the opportunity to be able to do that. I know I'm a very small part in that, but I want to be able to allow them to be able to reach their full potential in a lot of ways. Well, it's a small part with a large message. And I think I've got a new slogan for you. Just busting doors open for your God-given talent, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I write that down. That's actually good. That's actually good. I'm writing that one just, down. 
It just came to me. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and I see big things for you and the foundation and the future and what you're trying to accomplish. So uh, for those that are listening, again, the website is duallyfoundation.org. That's D-O-O-L-E-Y foundation.org. You can find information on the organization and their mission, the board members themselves and ways that you can provide help, access and donations. So thank you for your time, Donovan. No problem, Stephen. Thanks so much. It's been great, man. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit. This podcast is for informational purposes only and designed to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian, or Husky Financial Group, LLC, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Michael Husky is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Pass. OSJ 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210, 704-552-8507. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Pass, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Pass is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial Group, LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Pass or Guardian. California Insurance License, number 4305402, Expires 11-2025. This podcast is for informational purposes only and designed to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PASS, Guardian, or Husky Financial Group, LLC, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Michael Husky is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. Pass. OSJ 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210, 704-552-8507. Securities, products, and advisory services offered through Pass, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Pass is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial Group LLC is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Pass or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 4305402, 2023-162775, expires 11-2025.